St. John, and welcome to the Post Sermon Podcast. I am Deacon Estalia, and with me today is Vicar Tim. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Okay, so we are discussing your sermon from this past Sunday, which was the last Sunday of the church year. So tell me, what was the text that you preached on? So I preached on 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And what is that reading about? Paul is writing to the church in Thessalonica, and part of their problem is that they have um, been uh, struggling with understanding what's going to happen on the last day. Um, they've been a good, faithful church, but they have this misguided idea that on the last day, uh, only those people who are alive when Jesus returns will actually get to be with him. And so if you're a believer who died, but Jesus hasn't returned yet, well, in their view, you were just out of luck and you ha- that you had to be alive when Jesus returned. And so Paul is writing uh, one to encourage the Thessalonians to uh, build up their faith, to strengthen them, um, and to tell them to, you know, in general, keep doing what they're doing. But he's also writing to address this misguided belief that they had and to uh, to correct it and to really give them the more encouraging teaching that, you know, everyone who believes will be with Jesus on his return. Well, very good. And you had brought up this encouragement that Paul is telling the church. Um, and you had your own personal story at the beginning of your sermon about encouragement that you had in your own life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there's just a time in seminary where, you know, it's a lot going on with classes. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so much that's going on. And just kind of out the blue, I got this wonderful letter of encouragement from um, a woman who's you know, just like a grandmother to me. And so that was just very encouraging, unexpected, and just really was like, oh, that's so nice. And Sounds like exactly what you needed in that yes. moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good. So thinking then about the encouragement coming from Paul, what exactly is Paul saying to to lift up the spirits of the of the church there? Yeah, so I I identified um two real points in the in the text. Uh the first is that um we are children of the light, children of the day, we are not of the night or of the darkness. And that, you know, we don't have to walk in the darkness. I mean, sure, there are times when we might be confused, you know, like the Thessalonians were, uh, or just times when we might be discouraged, but we have Christ there, the light of the world, who brings us out of darkness into the light, shines a light on our path, and shows us the way. And that is so significant, considering Christmas is not too far away. And I mean, that's a huge message, right? Thinking of John 1 and just Jesus being the light of the world, like you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Good. And was there a second one that you mentioned too? Yes, there was. Um, So the second real uh, encouragement is, comes in verses 9 and 10, where Paul says, God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. That's just a great reminder that, you know, if God has destined us for something, we can't change that. But since we believe in him, we believe in what Christ has done for us, you know, we're not destined for wrath. 
but we're destined for salvation and that promise of eternal life that, you know, whether we have died in the faith or whether we're alive when Christ returns, we will be with him forever and ever in his new creation. And so that speaks both to the way the Thessalonians had their misguided understanding, and it really speaks to us because, I mean, death is all around us, and it's just always that encouragement that, you know, we're destined for salvation and eternal life with God because we believe in Christ and what he has done. Yeah, so this that's an interesting word. Um yeah, that we are we are destined for salvation and I mean that is referring to like God's elect, right? That yeah. we've been and thinking of the big theological word predestination yes. too, <laughs> right? I mean that's coming that's what it's talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, that you know we're believers, we're the elect. God has destined us for salvation. And that's always a message of comfort um, and a strengthening of one's faith that God has destined us for salvation and life with him. Yeah, and no, I think that's really cool. And we have, I know some Christian friends think of predestination not just as a comfort, right? Yes. Um, but But the way scripture teaches us and how we can understand it you're you're right this is this is pure gospel for us that yes. that we have been chosen by god right called by him called by the gospel and we are predestined to have eternal life in him forever yeah yeah we want to avoid the um the calvinist error of um saying that you know god has predestined some to hell and predestined some to heaven and whichever category in you can't change and you never really know which one you're in. That's why we always talk about, you know, predestination as a doctrine for the believer, um, a teaching that, you know, believers have been chosen by God for salvation. Uh, we don't extend that predestination to a, the unbeliever either way. So tell me, what is the central teaching of your sermon? So my central teaching was that, you know, God encourages us in his word. Um, and really just seeking out these ways that God encourages us in through the words of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. And these words speak to us as well. What was the problem that your sermon sought to identify? Yes, yeah, so there's kind of uh, two problems to go with each encouragement. Um, the first problem, of course, is, you know, that idea of walking in darkness, um, being unable to find your way, uh, stumbling around in, in spiritual darkness, being disoriented uh, by, you know, teachings or ideas that we're struggling to understand or just looking at the world and wondering, where is God at work? And then the, uh, the second problem would almost be the idea that, well, maybe God has destined us uh, to wrath, that he, you know, looks at our sins and thinks that we're, and sees us as horrible people. Um, of course, to both of those, the answer, of course, is Christ. Um, Christ is the light that shines in the darkness. Uh, Christ is the one who takes away our sins um, and makes us righteous before God. Yeah, so you mentioned being disoriented by false teachings or even our own doubt, right? Um, yeah. I know I really like what you said. I think it's very tempting for us to look at our own selves and how we have failed um, to love both God and our neighbor fully. Right. And yeah. we, I think through that can, it can feel like we are 
children of the dark, right? And identify more um, in that way um, as opposed to looking outwardly, right? Like you had mentioned, like keeping our eyes on Jesus in those times because it's it's not what we do because if we're only looking at ourselves, we're never going to measure up. We're only going to see that we're in that darkness on our own. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you intend to benefit your hearers in their faith? Yeah, so I mean, my encouragement was that we would encourage one another. Um, you know, as, as Christians, you know, we're going to see our brothers and sisters in Christ struggling at times. And it's in those times when we you know we have to step up and, um, you know, encourage them, um, build them up in their faith. And, and even encouraging those who, you know, there's struggles we may not be able to see. Um, thinking about my experience, person wrote to me, she had no idea that I was struggling. She just wrote to encourage me anyway. And I think that's a, you know, a way that we can just always be building each other up in the gospel, uh, encouraging one another, strengthening each other's faith. And I just think that's a, a beautiful message for us. Um, and that when we're all encouraging one another, that just strengthens us, strengthens our community and our ties to one another. Yeah, I think that's a really true message, um, which I think is true any time of the year, but especially as we are now entering this Advent season and and Christmas is right around the corner. Like um, for some people, this is a really tough time of year. And probably for all of us in some ways, we are experiencing mixed emotions. And so, like you said, we don't know each other's struggles necessarily. I mean, I'm sure we know some of them, but not not everything, right? That's yeah. in someone's heart and to still support them and build build them up um, because we love each other, right? That's what yeah. we do as, as, as part of the body of Christ. So yeah. I like that. So all three of the readings from this past Sunday um, I think would be worth it for us just to talk about for a couple of minutes. Um, we are, like I'd mentioned earlier, this is the last Sunday of the church year. Um, each reading that was read from Jesus talking about the kingdom of heaven being like the ten virgins and their their lamps that went to meet the bridegroom. And then we have this beautiful passage from Isaiah 65. Um, and they, I, they do point to Jesus' coming. And I just wanted to ask you if there was anything significant since you didn't preach on Isaiah 65 or... Matthew 25, is there anything that you thought would be worth mentioning in the podcast about them? Oh, where do we even begin? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some great readings. Um, I'll start with the Isaiah one. Um, I just love how this passage is bookended by these these two great verses. Um, verse 17, Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come to, into mind. So the first thing I think of is like, you know, and this new heavens, new earth, all the sin is going to be wiped away. All the pain and the suffering of, of you know, this life here on earth is going to be wiped away. And then looking to verse 25, in this new creation, the wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. I guess right away, you know, the wolf and the lamb shall graze together. That imagery just pops out at me as, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be peace and safety and and justice. And, I mean, it's just going to be perfect. And, like, it's like Isaiah 
you know, God through Isaiah is just trying to give us this tiny little glimpse into the perfection and beauty of the new creation that, I mean, our sinful minds can't even really comprehend what that will look like. Yeah, and as Advent begins on Sunday, we know Advent means coming. And so, of course, we are remembering how Jesus came into the flesh at Christmas, but we're also remembering the coming of our Lord when he's going to return to this earth and um, renew all things. And yeah. we have that that picture here right now in Isaiah yeah. 65 mm-hmm. of what that will be like, which is, I think, impossible for us to really imagine fully, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I, I mean, what is a life without suffering? It's It's so mixed with our lives now, like it just... It seems almost impossible just to separate it completely, yet that's what we have in this promise of God. Yeah, it's like even the most perfect thing we can imagine isn't anywhere close to the perfection of God's new creation, so. Right. Well, good, and then let's get to the gospel, Matthew 25. Yeah, so this is one of those really interesting passages that, uh, you know, you read it and you're kind of like, all right, it's cool. Yeah, Jesus is coming. It's also a little scary in the sense that, you know, the five foolish virgins are, you know, being shut out. They don't get to be in the great wedding feast. They don't get to be in the kingdom of heaven. Um, It can be a little scary. Um, But I think that's especially where, you know, having that connected with our first Thessalonians reading can help in that, you know, as believers were the five wise virgins, the ones who have the oil in their lamps, because we have our faith, we have our trust in God. Um, And it's just always a reminder, you know, we don't know when Jesus is going to return. So that's why we put our faith and trust in God, come to church to receive his great gifts, to strengthen and preserve our faith. And Jesus could come any minute, or he could come in a thousand years. I don't know. Nobody (laughs) knows. (laughs) It's just always that reminder of, you know, it's been 2,000 years. He really could come tomorrow. We don't know. Yeah, no, I I like what you said. I think, um, like you said, it is a little scary reading it. It could be a little convicting because we know we don't keep watch like we should. We don't expect Jesus to come, you know, now. (laughs) Or I don't think we do, right? (laughs) You know, we barely, it's it's hard enough for us to think that we're going to, die one day you know we just kind of think life is just going to go on the way it usually does and it can be yeah very tempting to just um forget um but yeah I like what you said about um we we are the the um wise ones um with oil in our lamps because we do receive God's gifts that that's who he's um that's our identity we have in Jesus uh and yet, at the same time, I think it's also, you know, Advent is one of our penitential seasons, too, yeah. right? Um, so there is something to be said about preparing our hearts and just um, being humbled as well, uh-huh. right? I, you yeah. know, I think so. I think all of that is is there in this reading. It is, I think, a different tone than Isaiah 65, yes. <laughs> right? Uh and may, yeah, and a little different from First Thessalonians, but maybe some, some of that too. But, um, but yeah, I think a good, good message from Jesus of just you know for us to just watch for Him to be to be ready for Him to come. For sure. 
Well, excellent. This wraps up the episode for today. Thank you for listening to our discussion. In case you missed the sermon or you'd like to listen to it again, the link to the sermon is in the show notes. And you can also find it on our church website, stjohndublin.org. If you, the listener, would like to submit a question about a sermon, please email us at podcast at stjohndublin.org. Thank you, Vicar, for joining me and for feeding us the word this week. My pleasure. All right, take care, you guys. Bye. Bye.